Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Conversations with My Dog, with me, Mani Jahangiri. Now... I'm extremely excited to speak with an amazing dog trainer and behaviorist, Ollie Just. Ollie has helped many dog owners communicate with their dogs better and bond with them using positive reinforcement, as well as science-based, force-free methods that are fun for both parties. Now we are heading back to the office. It is expected for 840,000 dogs to join the daily commute. And Ollie is here to join us with some advice on how to make your pets feel at home, away from home. Hello, Ollie Just, or Just as the expert I'm speaking today with the top expert behaviorist. Uh, Ollie, how are you? Ça va toi? How are you today? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We have a little bit of rain today, a little bit of rain with all that great weather, a bit of rain on top. But um, otherwise, uh, we had a very good summer so far. I hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, being being outdoors again. Are you very busy with your trainings? Super busy. Yes. Um, very busy. I work online now only. Um, so I've got clients all over the UK. I've got clients in Ireland, in Africa, in North America, in South America, in Thailand just now. Um, so all over Europe. So it's brilliant. I've, I've, another thing that the pandemic has changed is I now uh, work with people from all over the world and it's just working beautifully. So really enjoying myself doing that. That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I just wanted to say just quickly with our subject that we're going to talk, are your clients uh, mainly new? Is it new puppies? Is it puppies, the majority? Oh, or is, has it anything to do with lockdown? Yeah, well, I think lockdown has, has literally impacted everyone. So I have a lot of puppies, but I also do a lot of behaviors, so separation-related problems. Um, I do a little bit less aggression issues now because that doesn't necessarily work well online. But uh, a bit of resource guarding. Uh, so, yeah, all sorts of behavioral issues and puppies. I don't actually know. I think it varies the, 
the it varies what what I do. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good to know that there's not just the pandemic in lockdown puppies, or as I like to call it, the Generation X puppies, <laughs> the lost puppies. No, because now they're about one years old, you know, and they're still confused. But anyway, coming to the main subject today, um, return of the office pet. Eight hundred and forty thousand dogs expected to join daily commute to work. Now, are we talking about a commute internationally, uh, UK, or just London in itself? Oh, it's all across the UK. So, yeah, so the uh, pet insurance provider, Bud by Many, got in touch with me and they had done some research and they worked out that almost one in five of the nation's dog owners are now planning to taking on their, their, their pet to their dog to work. And we calculated that's about 840,000 dogs on trains, tubes and buses. So, yes, it's all across the UK. Thankfully, it's not going to be all in the same carriage because that would be a disaster. Um, but, yes, all across the UK. So that's where we are with this. And, and I think the, the, the people's main worries were, is my dog going to feel anxious on public transport? Is my dog going to be annoying other passengers, especially if they're scared of dogs? And, and is my dog going to be going to the toilet in, on public transport? Those were people's main worries. So what we tried to do is um, they also, both by many also approached Prisman Good, who's a transport expert. And the three of us tried to design uh, our vision of the most pet-friendly commute uh, we could think of. So we thought about the heat, we thought about the space, we thought about the light, we thought about um, having water available, having how can we give dogs extra space in those carriages. So, you know, we went crazy. We went, you know, we, it, it was really great fun to um, to work on this project and make us and as soon as make, make them, those guys realize um, what, you know, what would the dog needs. So, yeah, it was great, a great fun to do. And you know what I love? You call it cute commute. I just love the idea. So safe, a safe covered space, further safe space under passenger seating, cooling mat, water refill and treat area, amenity area, water bowl area. What I was thinking is we should really have carriages for humans like that because right. <laughs> when I'm in public transport with Robbie and it's it, it, the rush hour has started, we are all dying. So the humans are wearing masks, don't have any water bottles, but the dogs will have everything, which is fantastic. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, Robbie and I have been commuting all the way, all the way through. I mean, Robbie has been commuting since a puppy and all the way through lockdown, I've been in a essential worker as a yoga teacher, um, traveling in care homes and things, doing yoga. So I have taken Robbie to work all the way through the pandemic. And of course, in the beginning, there was just a carriage, just me, Robbie and a pigeon. And now we have humans again. So what Robbie does, this is awful. Now listen, what Robbie does, he doesn't want to sit with me. He wants his own chair and he wants to sit there and preferably put his chin on the passenger's uh, knee. What is this all about? <laughs> He's so demanding. Well, that's really sweet. So dogs, dog, dogs are dogs are contextual learners. So they learn in context. Um, and so, if when you starting uh, taking Robbie onto the tube, he had space to sit on this, uh, uh, he had his own space. Then that's what he assumed was going. It was going to be forever. So you've just you inadvertently train him to just think that you know it's absolutely fine for him to go on a chair. Um, so he's not being. I would say he's not necessarily being 
uh, any sort of, I'm sorry to say your dog is not that special. What I mean is he's not doing something that's very out of the ordinary. He's doing something that's normal. He's a dog that has learned that when he goes into the tube, he has a spot available and he'll just have it. And then, you know, dogs quite like to just get attention. He's probably learned that when he puts his cute little face on the neighbor's on the neighbor's knee, he's going to get a little pat and, and some attention. And if a behavior is reinforced, guess what? It's repeated. And so there you go. He's providing a bit of joy to everyone on the, on the transport. Yeah, on the commute. That's lovely. Mostly. But, but unfortunately, Ollie, I want to say there are some very miserable human beings at the moment. And, and, and unfortunately, they look more miserable when they're wearing the mask. So the thing is, uh, what I do is I now, I'm very aware because of social distancing, I s- explain to these people, my dog doesn't understand social distancing rules. So I'm afraid... Please let me know, are you okay with this? And usually they will say, yes, I am. Whether they are, I don't really know. They're just being polite. Most people will want to say, can I pet your dog? Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. Robbie's an easy dog, but I can see the problem with people starting to commute with their dogs on a daily basis and it gets crowded. What could happen? You know, could you cause, maybe not a scene, but, you know, what give, give us the problems out there. Could you outline some issues, some main issues that we really understand public transport in the UK? Yeah. So that's a really good point. So I think every dog is very different and every every. I suppose every journey is different, every humans are different, and every dog's different. So you're going to need to become, we're all going to need to become responsible dog owners. And if your dog is not going to thrive on the commute, then I beg you, don't, you know, don't take your dog to work if you know that it's going to be very difficult. Um, so I think that's the first thing to think about. You can do some training. You can um, start getting your dog onto short uh, journeys over the weekend, you know, when it's less crowded, where there's not of that Monday to Friday commute. Um, your dog was clearly trained at an early age uh, and during the pandemic. So you actually managed to keep things going because you were uh, an essential worker. So you managed to keep things going and, and your dog was not one of those dogs that have been, you know, locked at home with the rest of the nation. So you were very lucky, well lucky, you were helpful and lucky to just be able to just get your dog into into that that situation. But Dogs learn by doing. So putting them, you know, just dropping them in it and just saying, here we go. Now we've just traveled from Monday to Friday on, on public transport. It's just too much. It's asking too much. Things that could happen. Well, dogs could, dogs like their personal space, just like we do. And so they might find it very difficult to, you know, acclimatize to a, a place where people are going to be very, very close to them. Being touched without asking, you know, we, you know, it's not, you know, we don't like to be touched uh, like this out of the, uh, you know, by people we don't know, and dogs are the same. I think something that came up that you may find very interesting, something that came up 
uh, whilst I was working with uh, Bought by Many, is me talking to the team there. Um, of course, they're, you know, they're pet insurance provider and um, we were talking about the type of insurance people had. Now, I always thought of, of pet insurance for to pay your, your vet bills, but actually uh, dog owners are legally responsible for anything that their dogs do. So if your dog is going to bite somebody, God forbid, on your journey to work or damage property at work on public transport, I don't know, run out on the road and causing a traffic accident, you're liable for all of this. And, and you need to make sure that your cover is has that in mind if you're going to be traveling every day. So I was discussing it with them and they were saying that, you know, your usual claim is about £2,000. But just before, I think a few weeks before we, we had that chat, they were saying that um, one of the claims had gone up to £29,000. Now, that's a huge amount of money. I was trying to get, you know, to the nitty and gritty and see what the dog had done and it wouldn't say. But but that's not a good day at the office, you know? <laughs> and that's, that's you know, something went on. I would love to know, I would love to know what happened because because it would be really interesting to see if, if we could have, you know, what could we have done to stop this from taking place? Um, but usually, you know, dogs can sometimes perhaps, I don't like that expression, but freak out because they are in, 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 in a new situation, a new environment they never experienced before. And then someone tries to touch them or someone surprised them by, by trying to touch their face or their ears out of the blue. And then dogs may react to this and, and you know, and they may bark and they may uh, look like they're being difficult dogs, but actually they're just reacting to the environment. So I beg you, you know, make sure that they are rested, that they are not too hot, that they are kept uh, hydrated, that we give them space that you speak to people that try to touch the dog and say, actually, it doesn't like to be touched. I mean, some dogs that perhaps like yours would be very keen to ask for to be petted and to say, oh, look, I'm cute. You know, make eye contact with me and just give me some love. But not every dog's like that. So I think we all need to learn, perhaps non-dog lovers also need to learn how to, uh, how to or, or actually the non-dog lovers are fine. They're the one ignoring the dogs. It's more the dog lovers out there who thinks they can say hi to every single dog they see, perhaps be a bit more restrained. Yes, yes, absolutely. Exactly. And I have to say, I have seen a lot more dogs on the train now, and it is hilariously, it's it's joyous when I'm with Robbie and suddenly I see someone at the other end of the carriage with their dog. I'm waving. I'm like, hello, dog, dog commute person. You know, it, you're seeing more and more and more, and it's amazing. Now, what is the vision for these carriages? Do you think this will manifest? Because if it does, I want to be there for the opening. Um, what 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 are the chances? Um, I wouldn't want to say, I hope it does manifest, but I think, I think, uh, it might not be a priority for, 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 although 840,000 dogs sounds like a lot, I don't think it's going to be a priority for public transports around the UK. Um, but if it did, then it would be marvelous. It looks great. It's lovely pale colors and we have. Uh, seats that lift up so then when they lift when you when you push them down you actually create some sort of little niche and, and safe place for your dog underneath your legs um we thought about the noise uh we thought about you know having like cooling mats on the floor so as soon as the dog is in contact with a cooling mat it just that gel creates a cooling effect allowing the dog to to chill literally um and so um yes it looks amazing would it happen? Would it just be one one carriage in 
in in in a few on a few lines that would be it would be amazing to see it would be amazing i'm thinking sort of something a company like virgin you know or a virgin i'd like you know maybe uh trying something like that like one carriage just to experiment you know because they always do a lot of i wonder if they're gonna uh, start taking our pets to pets to to space yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I think uh, that would be the nearest uh, company I can think of in terms of commute, someone like Richard Branson who really wants to try this out, you know. Um, I, I'm just thinking of companies that would potentially um, explore that kind of thing. Um, who knows? Who knows? On that note, I was going to say thank you so much for the expertise, Ollie, for this very short interview, but I'm so excited about everything. And... Um, and thanks for all the advice because it's really, really helpful to understand uh, the behavior of dogs. And we hope to have you on the show again for more insight. Oh, well, thank you so much. And if you want to go and check what that friendly carriage looks like, you can go on budbymany.com. Uh, we've put some tips together about commute. We put some ideas on how to make sure your dog is well covered in terms of insurance and uh, a picture of that friendly carriage that looks so cool. Oh, amazing. I, I really hope to see it. Thank you so much, Ollie. I hope you have a wonderful day. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Dog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please, please leave us a review and a five star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Nama Pa. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.